0: If you've ever wanted to see a superhero show
1: where everyone involved is on Quaaludes, then have we got a treat for you. On WatchBots. Say perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Gold. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
2: everyone welcome to watch bots the podcast about stuff this Hell is yeah. ben and i decided in the last 45 minutes or so that i, I really want to watch weird science <laughs> joined by Shalen hello hello and dave hey how's it going weird science yes
3: the show or the movie the movie okay What brought you to that decision?
2: I have no idea. (laughs) It just popped in there and I thought...
3: The heart wants what it wants. It does. Yeah.
2: I don't question these urges. I just go with them or forget about it and I'm fine either way. (laughs) I'd say it's 30-70 against that we're probably going to actually watch it. But it could happen. I like those odds for weird
3: science. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Uh, The show was fine as well.
1: I really liked the show as a kid, and I'm not sure what that says about. But how old were we? Seven, eight? Nine. Nine.
2: Introduced the word to Vanessa Angel. Yeah. <laughs> not a damn thing wrong with that, you know?
1: Anthony Michael Hall in Many, a true form.
2: A young man was born that day. Gross. It's true that. Banner week this week for sponsored content in the video game world. A couple of big things here.
3: Oh. Uh-huh. I think I know what you're getting at. (laughs) You guys know
2: I love my sponsored content. Mm -hmm. So there is a new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater coming out. And Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, humongous video game series in the the late 90s and the early aughts. Tony Hawk was big. Extreme sports were big. Simple trick system. Kicking soundtrack. Punk as fuck. Great series. I loved it. I know everybody else here was a big Tony Hawk fan. It's true. Wrong. Wrong. Just factually incorrect, Dave. Factually I, I didn't incorrect. like the
3: game. I'm sorry.
2: Where, is it because you sucked at it? or?
3: Uh, yeah, I wasn't great at it. Yeah. Um, I was pretty bad. I also didn't have a PlayStation, so I couldn't, okay. I couldn't play it a lot, so I didn't have time to practice. But when Plus I would go Dave over my music. friend's
4: house, mm-hmm. the,
3: the soundtrack was great. But when I would go over my friend's house, he would just sit there and play it, and I would watch it. And that's not very enjoyable. We're not friends anymore.
2: That's fair. Yeah. They they did have a Nintendo 64 version of a couple of them, but God, doing that trick system on the N64 controller was horrifyingly yeah. bad. Yeah, I rented so, it. It was, it was awful. Yeah, not, not very fun. But anyway, the series, as many things will do, went downhill in quality. They got really into like motion control for a bit, but there is a company coming out with a remaster of the first two. Now, the first one is good, but not the best. Second one is great, Three is really the the key. It's really the pinnacle of the series. But here you get the first two. They bring a lot of the soundtrack back, stuff like that. There's going to be a demo of the first level. And originally, it was locked behind a pre-order system. So if you pre-ordered it for PlayStation or Xbox, you'll get a code. You get the demo. I try not to do a ton of pre-ordering of games these days. But a shining light came through when Chipotle (laughs) on Monday. (laughs) announced that they were putting out a limited edition Tony Hawk burrito. And if you were one of the first 2,000 people to order the Tony Hawk burrito at a whopping $10, you would get a code. And I don't know, the idea of them capping in at 2,000 is truly, truly strange, but not as strange as this quote from the press release, which I'd like to read you both. Chipotle burritos are a favorite way to refuel after long skate sessions, said Tony Hawk. It's a blast to see the enthusiasm for Chipotle. Skating and video games continue to grow and inspire a new generation. Whether you're a veteran Tony Hawk Pro Skater player or new to the game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 has something for everyone.
3: Much like this burrito.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and the burrito sounds fine. You know, beans, rice. It's all good. I thought about buying skateboard it. Skateboard tires. It's yeah, it's made wheels. of a skateboard. Yeah. I, I figured I missed the window. But, like, I had this weird out-of-body moment where I was like, What? the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is Chipotle giving me video game codes? Why do I have to buy something to get a demo of the damn game? Just this really weird thing.
3: So did you get it?
2: No. There are still a couple of days left to buy the burrito. I'm trying to do like a low carb thing, like high protein and so a burrito is not necessarily the best thing.
1: Especially not this particular burrito. But if it's
2: one that's endorsed by the Hawkman himself, like if Tony does a 900 and he comes off and he's like, oh Give me a burrito, with a little carnitas, a little black beans, a little rice, a little tomatillo salsa. It's good enough for me, right?
3: It'd be great. If, like that code led you, like it. It gave you like a special skateboard in the game.
2: Yeah, and the yes. skateboard was a burrito. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, it should tie-ins, and that wasn't yeah. even the we- weirdest video game tie-in of that day. <laughs> because the later on, came back.
4: Sneaking King is, is back. Oh my God, I love that game. Sneaking
2: is back. The Cheetos game is back. There is a new Marvel Avengers game coming out, and it's been touted for years. And we don't need to talk about the gameplay, but it's a big budget game. And Verizon just really randomly put out a code to all of their cell phone
4: Subscribers. Mobile mobile
2: mobile
3: phone subscribers. Why the
2: fuck did I have such a hard time coming up with that? Anyway, so it was you can claim a code and you can get into the public beta, which is, you know, fine. You can see the game before it launches. It's kind of a demo. But you'll also get a code for the full download of the game. And I was like, wait a minute. The full game that's not even out? Like what what's going on? And then I, I clicked on it and I got the full code. So that's a $60 game for free, which is cool. But then I was reading there's going to be like Verizon outfits in the game.
1: (laughs) Is it just like a red polo shirt? So I don't know.
3: So it's like, it's just a black polo shirt with like the red Verizon logo on it. Yeah. Yeah. The character skin is like, oh, it's this kind of like
1: Iron Man.
2: Iron Man wears red. Uh, It could be the Verizon. I don't know. It's just everything got really dystopian. And I don't know. We're in this weird COVID space and people got to be creative, but just. I mean, I love Chipotle. Um, got everybody sick, but that's fine. I love Verizon Wireless, so it was a good day for me.
3: Thank you, Verizon. That's right. This episode of WatchBots uh, sponsored by <laughs> Verizon. Verizon Wireless.
2: Use your code WATCHBOTS to get absolutely nothing. Yeah. So, it was not a good week, though, for Warner Brothers and, and DC Comics.
1: Tell us more, Ben.
2: Big-time layoffs, which is... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's all COVID-related, but... Layoffs in the comics industry seems to happen a lot.
1: I don't think it's all COVID related. No, I think I'm they're sure using COVID as an excuse. No,
2: companies aren't doing that. <laughs> but <laughs> no, they're nice. They have heart. This happens heart. A, a lot in comic books. Like no matter how popular something seems, there's always these big cullings. So like, think about everything going on. You know, DC is constantly putting out new shows. We're getting the Snyder Cut finally. But the comics, Fine. the collectibles, like it's all Ugh. being cut down, and I think about this all the time. Like you'll see this at Marvel too. Like there's just this constant churn of talent, and to an extent, maybe that's just the way the industry works, which is bullshit. But it's kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah. Do you know what they should do? They should What's unionize, that? so that can't. Oh happen. boy! All right. I'm just saying, shalen let's
2: uh, let's take a step back here.
1: I just like me. Let's talk happen. about.
2: Let's it. talk about labor. So about big labor.
1: It, it, it's not big labor.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Small
1: labor? Labor movement.
3: A big, well, big well, movement. A, what a, does the blood of the
2: workers fuel?
1: <laughs> Don't mock me, Ben. This union
2: stuff has infected every aspect of my life. <laughs> That's true. I ain't a union. You should be. No, because I believe that the cream rises to the top, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really And you don't have wine whatsoever.
1: garden rights when you get pulled into a meeting, so there.
2: God. Yeah. There's no wine
3: garden rights. <laughs> what, what what? Yeah. It's fine. You don't have those.
2: What reference in the past few weeks have you made that less of our audience is gonna get wine garden rights or Alice Monroe?
1: Alice Monroe for so sure. What we want to More do, people know about Weingarten We want to engage
2: with our no audience. I what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what either of them means.
1: <laughs> you don't know what Alice Monroe is. She's a person. Okay. She writes stories. Uh-huh.
3: Highly pro- prolific union you know, representative. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote a lot of good pamphlets. Yeah.
1: Weingarten rights are when you are in a union and your manager pulls you into oh, a I'm meeting. I'm cutting
2: all of this out, by the way
1: and you're allowed to request union presence in the meeting if it's going to affect your job, work situation, performance.
2: Can we unionize on watchbots? Yeah, yeah, and I'm calling for a union vote on ever talking about this again. Nay. <laughs> Nay. Nay's Nay. Nay. have it. I was just fucking
1: crazy. I didn't expect for this to go any minute? The problem
2: with this union talk is it really fucked with my segue. I was using the problems at DC Comics to segue into – Another company that had a lot of trouble times, and that's Marvel Comics. Because today, we're talking about 1981 Spider-Man. Labor br-
3: sorry, Spider-Man.
2: That's Spider-Man.
1: right. Spider-Man.
2: Spider. listeners, think about how fucking good that segue would have been. Your head would be fucking spinning at how expertly I crafted that. But no, now you're thinking about wine garden rights.
3: I can go for a wine garden right now.
2: <laughs>
1: Amen.
3: Just, just sitting down. Just a nice sunset behind you. Mm-hmm. Listen. wine. So, we
2: want to hear sunset. from you, though. If you want to go to a, a wine garden like Dave's talking about, hashtag wine garden. But if you want to go to a garden where people are just complaining about labor all the time, hashtag wine garden. So, Dave, we're talking about <laughs> Spider-Man here. Indeed we are. And why did you choose this particular slice of the the marvel pantheon
3: so on disney plus which is where you'll find this episode Mm -hmm. there are so many different versions of the spider-man cartoon or the Mm -hmm. spider-man character so there's the one from the 90s which is a pretty great show if i remember correctly had a quick crossover with the x-men cartoon which was pretty cool there's the spider-man from the 60s or 70s yep which is like hilariously bad and then there's a bunch from uh like kind of present day But yeah, there's this 1981 cartoon, just like a just a few a smattering of episodes, but it's fantastic. I saw it and we had to watch it. It was so wonderfully poorly rendered, like we just had to explore it and unwrap it. I also thought it was the nineteen sixties version because it looked so (laughs) crappy.
2: It does look crappy. There we go. I read a book a few years back and it was called Thank you my one book in the last few years, (laughs) Marvel comics, the untold story. And it was this, not like an oral retelling, but you know, this sort of behind the scenes of how Marvel comics came to be and a lot of the personalities and sort of the ups and downs. And I think a lot of people know this at this point, but Marvel comics went through a lot of bad times, right? Like on Mm -hmm. the verge of bankruptcy, a lot of weird creative stuff. And the early eighties was really one of those areas for years. They tried to sell the rights to Spider-Man and Iron Man and Captain America to get movies off the ground and, you know, license these characters, but nobody really wanted them. And that's how you end up with shit like this.
1: (laughs) It's so true. Like in Disney Plus, you have like the whole Marvel section. Right. And there's just like this period of time of no man's land. Yeah. That our four-year-old loves And every time that he asks for any of these cartoons, I just sort of cringe. And I'm like, oh, I think that the delivery man wrote this episode because they had fired the entire staff that was writing this cartoon (laughs) before it got to. But I mean, to an
2: extent, look at that Disney Plus section. You'll see like Fantastic Four cartoons and all this weird shit. And to an extent, it is very spiritually reminiscent of earlier Marvel comics, like these weird bombastic stories, complete mm-hmm. one-offs, nothing carries through.
3: Yeah, and it, it, I was reading, like, this even, like, calls back to, like, the old comic strips, yep, yep,
2: too. Yeah. But then you get things, like, we're getting into that period with those horrible Captain America TV movies, where he's got the fucking big, like, gazoo helmet. Yeah. And, you know, that Captain America movie, where he's got the rubber ears and the the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. So just in this weird spot where the rights were all fractured. And... The story behind this show is so fucking complicated. I wrote down, it's a spider web of companies, which I didn't mean as a pun, but I'm going to use it. It's a spider web. It's a real wine garden of companies. And, you know, (laughs) this was the launch of Marvel Productions, which was their attempt to kind of start to pull the cartoons together a little bit. Now, Marvel Productions came in and out and split off and was sold and was bankrupted and was bought a hundred times. It ended up with Fox and our old friend Haim Saban before that part was sold to Disney. Now, this was separate to Marvel Comics. Okay. So think about like all these rights and stuff. It's just insane. Now, Marvel Productions was actually kind of a big-time cartoon production house. So not just a couple of Marvel shows, but they also were behind Dungeons & Dragons, G.I. Joe, Muppet Babies, Transformers, Gem, My Little Pony, and just tons of shit in the 80s and 90s. As we mentioned here, the general look was made to be pretty faithful to the early comics with a few hippish shit early 80s updates. Hell yeah. Peter Parker in the comics, classically kind of a nerd. So he's got like a crew cut and he always wears like a little sweater vest. Here, he's what a got narc. Some- Got some wavy, gravy 80s hair. He's got on a cool yellow turtleneck. Oh, man. Nothing gets cooler than that <laughs> turtleneck.
1: The J- fashion in this episode was just amazing.
2: J. Jonah Jameson was updated from having a handlebar mustache to having a Hitler mustache for some reason.
1: It's called a soul patch, Ben.
2: No, a soul patch is under the mouth. I know. A nose a patch.
1: A nose patch, Ben. <laughs> a whole patch. Uh, Michael whole Jordan
2: pack. also famously rocked the Hitler mustache. In, Did he? In many Haynes commercials. So if you've ever seen the Michael Jordans, commercials for Haynes where he's talking about like bacon neck t-shirts. Guy's got a Hitler stash. Now Michael Jordan can pull it off. Sure. We we stand Michael Jordan on this podcast, but J. Jonah Jameson, I don't know. Questionable. Even in 1981.
3: <laughs> More like Nay Jonah Jameson.
2: Hell yeah. Got him.
1: I liked about this mustache uh, is that sometimes it looked like it filled up like the whole space between it like under his nose, Mm -hmm. but other times it just looked like he missed a little dot. And sometimes it looked like he had a weird off center mole. Like it was pretty inconsistent.
2: Now, listeners, if you're with us, you don't like the Hitler mustache anytime past like 1945, hit us up at Watchbots pod hashtag Nittler.
1: Cause not Hitler. That's right. Okay.
2: So
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did I couldn't Mm -hmm. get that one. Thank you, Shannon.
1: Got there.
2: Picking Nittlers. So, (laughs)
1: Something seems really bad about how that sounds, but okay. This
2: cartoon premiered in 1981. Another Spider-Man cartoon by the same production company, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, also premiered in 1981. I'm not going to read the connections here, because there were many, many paragraphs on both Spider-Man and Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. They premiered at the same time, but somehow Amazing Friends was supposed to be a sequel, or so the theory went, But characters were dying, and there were these loose connections, and boy, it just read like one of those things that, you know, you could just connect anything to anything. Like, oh, well, this is a sequel to the Spider-Man series from 1967, because Spider-Man's in both of them. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Spider-Man,
3: more than most uh, comic characters, his licensing story is just horrible to read through. Like, even, Mm -hmm. even now, like, he's part of Sony, but Disney and Marvel use him in their movies, and, but he's he can like go back and forth between the Sony universe that's being established mm-hmm. and the Disney universe that has been established. I'm eager to see the car wreck that emerges uh, when those two universes have to eventually collide.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Who's your favorite Spider-Man? Hmm. Interpret that as character, interpret that as actor or voice actor. I don't give a nasty fuck. I just want an answer.
1: Animated. Mm-hmm. I really like the current Marvel Spider-Man series. And I think that that Spider-Man walks the line between like quippy and nerdy and his voice cracks enough, but it's not like irritating and distracting. Okay. So I think that that's my current favorite. It's pretty
3: good. Dave? Live action. It's Tom Holland. I think he just gets the spirit of the character really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, Animated, I loved the Mile Morales in the um, Spider Verse movie. I, yeah, I, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, again, just really captured like the problems like a, a normal teenager would go through, and like really captured like how they would actually normally react, not like Tobey Maguire in mm-hmm. um, the first Spider Man movie. So yeah, that's my answer. Okay,
2: that's fine. I, I like Tom Holland. I wish he would cut down on the voice cracking, like it may. Like, we know you're a British fella doing an accent.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: He needs to throw in more like, hey, you guys, I'm a Spider-Man. I I'm i w- I'm slinging here. Do you think that <laughs> Andrew Garfield gets a bad rap? I thought he was an okay Spider-Man. You know the quippy part of it? I thought he was an ass Peter Parker. Mm. When Peter Parker's yeah. fucking mm-hmm. riding around on his cool skateboard and he's fucking dating Emma Stone. Yeah. Suck um, a deck, Andrew there's Garfield. There's a part, he's on,
3: he's on this... Like rooftop. I think he's talking to Emma Stone's character. And he just goes, No 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 I was like stop saying no. Oh my god. He's like just trying too hard to be Nibish.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like he's so cool with his fucking army jacket and stuff. Yeah. Makes me
3: sick. I would have said Toby McGuire, but then Spider Man three came around and that just spoiled his portrayal of that character.
1: I completely agree with you.
2: Loved Thank Spider-Man you. as a kid. Spider-Man was my favorite Marvel hero. I read Spider-Man mm-hmm. comics pretty obsessively. Really enjoyed the, those first two movies. I've never seen Spider-Man 3. It's garbage. I called an, an ass an ass, and I just never saw it. And now I don't know. I'm just I'm not committed to not seeing it. Like this isn't some fucking foolish stand I'm making. It's just not interested.
1: This might be the first time that there's a movie that Ben hasn't seen that I have seen that isn't like a weird period drama. And I don't mean about like girls periods. I mean like historical No, because periods.
2: I've seen all those. <laughs> is that too revealing?
1: I'm just saying.
5: Ragnarok Dolls 3.
2: Oh God. Gross, Ben. Everyone's favorite. So the episode that we watched is the amazingly titled <laughs> Curiosity Killed the Spider-Man. And man, Titles don't always sum up shows, but in this case, it kind of does like this isn't a pun. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's just like we got to put Spider-Man in the title. So replace cat with Spider-Man. It's not like curiosity killed the spider cat
3: or or curiosity killed the black cat, which is
2: that would that would work as well. Probably
3: a better way to go, because that's also what the episode is about.
2: (laughs) But there's this certain fuck it attitude to this that really comes through in every single frame here that we will talk about. Episode was written. This took some digging by Jeffrey Scott. We've talked about Jeffrey Scott before in our Muppet Babies episode. He's the Scientology dude, oh, okay? Oh. Who would always sneak Scientology in. His Did most you sneak recent.
3: sneak it in here? Hmm. Oh yeah the 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 Maltese mouse. It was um the the diamond popped out and in the
4: uh. It had the, to get the... audited. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and there was also that weird birthing scene where no one made any noises. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Strange that that wasn't a kid's cartoon. It's a period drama,
3: and the the host of the the show was called Elron Hopper,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And instead of the Daily Bugle, it was the Scientology is Google.
3: Yeah, yeah, really, really overt.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's acted to this day, which is amazing. This guy's been writing in cartoons for like forty years, indoctrinating the youth. In twenty nineteen, he wrote twenty two episodes of Monte and the Odd Galaxy, and I thought, huh, I have a four year old. I've never heard of this show. I looked. It's made by a Vietnamese production house, aired exclusively on YouTube. Okay. Work is work. It's cool. Can't argue that. That's right. I hope he's unionized. <laughs> he's got his wine garden rights.
1: Wine garden. It's someone's last name. W-E-I-N. The episode
2: aired on October 3rd, 1981.
1: Ben, why don't you sling us some context,
2: buddy? That's right. Ah. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Box Office Mojo let me down a little bit because there's not the huge rankings that you get now, like where you can see movies 1 to 30. Well, not this week with no movies being out. Although Disney is releasing New Mutants into theaters in two weeks just to to die a death. But that's, that's not context for 1981. This is the number one movie in America, Zoot Suit. Ooh.
1: What is Zoot Suit? I have ben? no idea. I've never heard of this. <laughs> Zoot I'm very excited <laughs> though.
2: It's an adaptation of the Broadway play Zoot Suit. Starred Edward James, almost in Tyne Daily. Okay. And I think they were Zoot suits. cast. <laughs> so I don't know anything else about it. I didn't want to know anything okay, else about that's it. That's fair. Sounds
1: right. like a riot. <laughs> yeah, it does. back a bottle.
2: When my brother was doing color guard for a time. There was a competition (laughs) group that that did Zoot Suit Riot, and it was, you know, like most dance competitions are, you know, 14-year-old girls dressed up like Zoot Suits, and like they were flipping around. I didn't think it was very representative of what the song was getting at.
1: When I was a kid, I did the lights in our high school auditorium during the summers for dance recitals, Mm -hmm. and... Zoot Suit Riot had several years of, like, it was supposed to be, like, jazz classes. Sure. And they were doing, like, kind of swing dancing. And it was so difficult to watch without just laughing in their faces Mm -hmm. because it was just, it was not entertaining. It displayed no skill. And the costumes were heinous. The end.
2: Heinous, like big management.
3: Did you ever see that porno, uh, Poot Toot Riot?
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Did that come out in
3: 1981 as well? It did, yes. Number two in the box office.
2: <laughs> Do you know it did come out in 1981? This was a toy I had not heard of. Released by Kenner, who made the Star Wars toys, things mm-hmm. like that. In 81, maybe the, the well was running dry. They came out with the Crazy Clone Laboratory. Crazy spelled with a K. Here's the description. Now your child can, quote unquote, clone his own fingers with this molding toy. Oh. Mix green material with water. Place finger in mold for a few minutes. Then mix second batch using flesh tone mix and pour into original green mold. No. In a few minutes, remove quote unquote cloned finger with a soft weird skin feel. Also make copies of toes and other objects like dicks. Includes mixes, (laughs) cloning pot, mixing cauldron, measuring wand, and finger urn. Retailed for $7.79. And you can buy a crazy clone lab for $13 on eBay.
1: Inflation treated that all right. Yeah. Nope. yeah no no really one's got a birthday coming
2: up. <laughs> it's my birthday present to myself.
1: When you said flesh color, I immediately was like, like is that putting pork on the grill n- nothing color?
2: To do, nothing to do with pudding. <gasps> or pudding pork. pork <laughs> Neither is it. Yeah. Pudding pork, big in 1981. Hmm. So let's get into this fucking show. Let's do it. Now, the original song from 67, you know, everybody knows it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. The Ramones covered it. Big hit. Big hit. This one, slightly less memorable.
5: Spider-Man.
2: And so on and so forth.
1: Imagine how bored you would be as the bassist playing that that particular song. I know, that's one, what two, I was three, thinking.
2: Four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. <laughs> this opening has all your favorite Spider-Man moments. Like the time Spider-Man was shrunk down in Fantastic Voyage style. and Iconic. Jumped on a typewriter and fought a cat. Seminal. <laughs> to the time there was just a bear running around. <laughs> Infamous. <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> to the time that... Dr. Doom shot something with his fingers to the time. A bald, angry-looking Telly Savalas fella shot at him with stuff out of his eyes. More finger blasting. I always wanted to like shoot shit out of my fingers. That always seemed fun, right? Like, yeah. Dr. Like Dr. Gadget did it.
3: Like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. That
2: would be fun. What would you shoot out of your fingers if you could shoot anything? Ketchup? <laughs> ketchup is an interesting answer. Now, would that be out of one finger or all fingers?
3: Oh, you know what? Each finger would be a different, be a different condiment, condiment. for That's not for, bad. Yeah, so okay. you got your ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard, relish, and barbecue
2: sauce.
1: And your superhero name is Barbecue Man. Okay. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Has to be. Uh, the Griller. The Griller.
3: <laughs> <laughs> griller Grock.
2: I would shoot just different colors of ink because okay. I'm an artiste create art installations wherever i go paint that picture baby that's right
1: <laughs> i would shoot out the dna of my enemies so i could murder people and frame my enemies for it
2: that's the most disgusting thing i've ever heard on this show so your fingers would just be filled with like ejaculate
1: blood or blood or saliva oh, whatever suited the fuck. situation so
2: it would just live in your body well Think no of a petri dish you would be just in your hands <laughs> Jesus. Would it be like just... a web
3: slinger thing? Like a mechanical thing, or would it be like a, a natural thing? Like
2: well, a depending on, on what finger fluid fingers. it is, it would be a, a web slinging kind of thing, but
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking for convenience it would make murdering people a lot easier.
2: God, your fingers would turn like gangrenous immediately.
1: How do you know?
3: Would you have to scream the name of the fluid that you were shooting <laughs> out? Like,
1: Maybe. Blund! Or like JSM! It would know the situation, and I would have to yell the name of the person who I was trying to frame for the crime. It
2: would know. So there's like
1: sentience involved in this too. I guess
2: this is a very strange thing you've conjured. Kindle poop. What would the name of your hero be in that situation?
1: It would not be a hero. It would be an antihero.
3: Be finger blast. Of course. Yeah.
1: Finger <laughs> framer. <laughs> what would your I'm hero be you're Framing name people. I don't know. With your, really, ink. you've
2: really untracked me here. I don't know, the Inker. <laughs> oh, I the and the God, but it would be I-N-K-I-N apostrophe God. <laughs> yeah.
3: I like that. Inca Garten.
1: <laughs> I like Inca Garten. So storebot would be fine. She's Let's related to Wine Garden.
2: What would you shoot out of your fingers? Hashtag.
1: Finger blaster.
2: Finger blaster. We're setting up down down a long and winding road here, but we're we're on the road. So, we open up with a woman with white hair, a black mask, in the tightest costume I've seen in a long time. You thought the Catwoman's costume in Batman Returns was tight. You thought you saw a lot of Michelle Pfeiffer. She ain't got nothing on this Black Cat costume. <laughs> and of course, this is the character Black Cat, who is a cat burglar. It is certainly not Marvel's answer to Catwoman. She's a different cat-themed character who cat burgles.
1: She's not the exact same character with slightly different hair.
2: <laughs> and so you see her, and then Spider-Man is on patrol, and he's swinging around in front of the biggest fucking moon I've ever seen. It looked like this moon was like the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Like it looked like it was coming <laughs> to crush New York City. <laughs> and
3: yeah, I thought he was he was going to have to stop that.
2: Yeah, but he didn't. We'll find out what his task is in a minute. But this is the first thing you hear from Spidey.
5: Come on, get the lead out of your web, Spidey. It's five minutes to midnight, and I was supposed to meet Betty Brandt at the Daily Bugle's New Year's party hours ago.
2: There's something going on here. So first of all, I love that web noise. That is his web noise. You hear that constantly. Spider-Man here is played by Ted Schwartz, who went on to do a little bit of G.I. Joe work, but nothing too substantial. Spider Man sounds like he's sedated. Actually, many of the characters in this show sound like they're sedated. So, yeah, everybody a choice. but J.
3: Jonah Jameson is like sleepy as hell.
2: Yeah, like what the hell was going on in 1981?
1: So, I know that this is going to be a reach back a little bit. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he has the affectation of a lot of the color musical films, like Gene Kelly kind of stuff, <laughs> where it's like. I sound kind of like a city guy, but, he, but also, I have to enunciate in case they ever make this for the stage. Like, adaptations from Broadway. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yes. 100%. Before we started recording, <laughs> a commercial came on for Justin Bieber's uh, 2021 tour, and sorry. I thought, I, I made a, a reference to, like, like that Justin Bieber song, do, 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 do I'm sorry. And Shailen didn't like it. And I made a joke that like, oh, yeah, it's not like a 1920s crooner. And then like you came out with this fucking Gene Kelly Broadway. Thing. <laughs> so on brand. Could not be more on brand.
1: I spent the entire episode trying to figure out if he was an extra in a movie with Gene Kelly if because Gene of his Kelly, accent.
2: Despite the fact that it was 45 years later. Now, if Gene Kelly. He was alive. Could blast something out of his fingers in a supervillain style. What would it be, Shailen?
1: Music. <laughs> okay.
2: It'd be like like a Hammer Man. It would be a Hammer Man. Yes. So Spider-Man happens to see Black Cat, and she is going to the Daily Bugle. Now, Spider-Man slash Peter Parker is also supposed to be at the Daily Bugle for Jane Shona Jameson's New Year's Eve party, which we will get to and spend a thousand years on in a second. Oh, yes, please. But Black Cat is on a skyscraper, right, where the Daily Bugle is. She just climbs into an open window. I don't think you see too many open windows on skyscrapers, but maybe that didn't happen until later.
1: Not anymore.
2: It's also New Year's Eve. (laughs) In New York, yeah. Which plays no
3: factor into the rest of the episode. It's just New Year's Eve. And the the next day, it's New Year's Day. (laughs) It's New Year's Day, and they're like not celebrating it. There's no like. There's no holiday de- decorations
2: up.
1: But it I would, should have been Halloween. I, yeah, I was
2: going to say, I, I, I would argue, given the context, that it, it should have been Halloween. Yeah. It would have made more sense. But anyway, so Peter's going to follow her. I'm sorry, Spidey.
5: Oh, no. It's the black cat.
1: <laughs>
4: oh, no. I already have a question. Okay. Oh, I just woke up.
1: If he was supposed to be at a party mm-hmm. and he hasn't already spotted a villain... Why is he out patrolling?
2: Because he's Spider Man. He has to patrol the city. This is like Then
1: why did he agree to go to a party?
2: Yeah, okay. That see now that is a good question because one thing you hear, and I didn't pull a lot of clips of this because you can only hear Peter Parker go, Oh no, so many times is he spends this whole episode making dates with Betty Brandt and then breaking them for Spider Man things and it's like motherfucker.
1: You don't deserve Betty.
2: For, yeah, I mean, that is true. But why are you making those dates? And I know that's part of the Peter Parker quandary is like, I can be both things. I can be Batman and Bruce Wayne. But it's very irritating here.
1: And he's bad at it.
3: Well, when it's well done, it's he makes the date or he makes the plan and then something comes up while he's on his way there. Yep. He's not dressed up like Spider-Man. Like this, this is right. This is like a lazy version of that.
2: I could save them both. Chase and Robin.
1: But there's no reason, yes, there's no reason, reason why Jesus, God, my parents. he shouldn't be at the party at the beginning of this episode.
2: No, because he's on patrol.
1: But he doesn't need to be patrolling. That's the whole thing about Spider-Man is he has a spiny sense. spider
2: is an adrenaline rush, baby. You put that fucking costume on, you're zipping around, you'd be skipping parties too. It's clear
3: from the sound of his voice.
1: That's true. He's uh, on a high. He's got a need for speed. Rush.
2: But the, so the whole
3: reason. Watch
1: my tap dance.
2: For her. For the whole reason for there to be a costume party is so that Black Cat can slip in unnoticed. Because that is correct. At this costume party. This is wild. So she shows up in her fucking like BDSM gear and she's fine because J. Jonah Jameson is dressed up like a pirate mm-hmm. and the mayor is dressed up like a gorilla there is an extraordinarily busty woman that the camera in the kid's cartoon zooms in on to her heaving chest.
1: No, More it, than one with the busts. So. out. Yeah,
3: they're all busty women. Mm. I also chose this episode because of this, oh, this yeah. party
2: scene. It's a very erotic episode.
3: Well, not because of that, because I was like, I can't <laughs> believe this was a cartoon. Like, it's a cartoon for kids.
2: There's also a character in the background. bosoms. He's dressed up like a football player, except picture a football player with like, Mummy wraps around his forearms and ankles, and he was number 69, which I did appreciate.
3: <laughs> what a party,
2: Jonah! That's right.
1: The animators for this particular scene really enjoyed themselves.
2: I don't know if you guys saw it in the background. There was also a fishbowl full of keys there.
1: Oh, I missed that! That
2: was big in the 80s. Right? I have so heard that. it.
3: Love also, a, a, b- a bunch of upside down
0: pineapples. Yeah,
2: you get so many swinger references here. We pulled a couple, but we'll uh, we'll talk about them.
0: So, here's Black Cat's plan. Mmm, this is quite a newsworthy event. Every big wig in New York is here tonight. And that means diamond necklaces, gold watches, silver bracelets, not to mention plenty of cash. A fitting prize. That's
2: right. A fitting plot.
0: Uh, <laughs> and then
3: she fell asleep and they found her drooling on the hallway floor. She was in
2: the punch bowl.
1: She got into the ketamine.
2: <laughs> but it's fucking, <laughs> this is funny as hell. So she's going to rob Not everybody. Again. But the way that it's drawn, like this was obviously put together on the cheap, is there's just, there's a background image of people at the party. And the only moving thing on screen is Black Cat. And she's just like snatching things off people who are not moving whatsoever. It looks so ridiculous. It's very funny.
1: Who is she talking to?
2: Oh, inner monologues don't happen here. She's just standing in a corner talking to herself. Peter does this later as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, he he does it a lot. Oh, yeah.
2: I like the porno music as well. Oh, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Solid porno music. Big-, big time porno music. So Spider-Man jumps in. He's in the window. He comes in, and J. Jonah Jameson's like, Spider-Man, you suck. He makes an Al Capone reference. But one of the things Spider-Man is known for is his banter, right? In the face of unyielding danger, possible death, he copes with it by shooting some quips out. So he and Black Cat get into it a little bit.
5: Here, kitty, kitty, come to Spidey. Don't
0: come any closer, Spider-Man, or you'll find out just how mean this little kitty really is.
3: She's talking about her vagina, right?
2: Of course. Yeah. If you like hearing Spider-Man say, here, kitty, kitty, this is your episode. (laughs) This is the one. It's
1: true. Got me wet. (laughs) By this point in the episode, I was already so tired of both of these characters. I found their dialogue boring, their Mm -hmm. monologue boring. Their animation. Boring? More boring. More boring. Okay. boring. It was just, I was irritated as fuck. Like you've been
2: visiting the wine garden.
3: <laughs> you were as tired as the character sounded.
1: You bet. Yeah.
2: Well, that's why I'm here to bring the energy folks. So Spider-Man arrests black cat easily. He's now repelling with her down the side of the building. And she like, She, somehow, out of her glove, she has, like, this fucking three-inch claw. She slices the webs to get out. This fucking velociraptor
4: claw.
3: It's
2: amazing. She is literally a cat. So, what does Spider-Man Threatens
3: a little boy at a
2: dig site. (laughs) Right across the belly.
1: That. Weird that Sam Neill came tonight.
2: Amount of emotion. (laughs) Similar to this. We'll get more from Sam Neill.
1: Hey,
5: who let the cat out of the bag?
2: Hey, who let the cat out of the bag? And... Black Cat shows back up and she makes like this weird accusation to Spider-Man. I don't, I don't know if you heard this.
4: Sticky fingers.
2: And it's like, oh, like, how, how, would, how would she know that? Like what was yeah. happening
3: on the way yeah, down? Yeah.
1: Cool. She's just really yeah. into the Rolling Stones, you guys. Golly. fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so she knocks Spider-Man off the building. And Spider-Man bounces off the awning, because there's always an awning, and he bounces back up to the top of the building somehow.
3: Good is a solid awning
2: D- spot. Don't even, Don't even ask how he bounces up like hundreds of stories, but-
1: He's fucking Spider-Man.
2: Black Cat, she jumps off the building onto a set of power cables, right? And she's like, whee! And then she just picks up a power cable, no problems whatsoever, and swings away on the power cable. That's yeah. correct. Amazing. Like, I admire, this is, some shows this bothers me. This one, I was like, yeah, fuck it. She jumped on a power cable and picked it up and swung away. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I'm cool. The physics
3: of this episode are amazing. Wires that they walk on, like power lines that they walk on, never bend. Spider-Man can swing from, like, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, the it's just, they're, they're like, well, where's Bing. he coming from? I don't know. The, the, the web's, like, off screen at the top. It's phenomenal.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I like the number of times that he's swinging and you can't see any web, but he's moving. Yeah, yeah. it's like what are you hanging? There's on, a
2: scene where dead? like it's the camera is behind him and his spider webs aren't even drawn on his. He's just got like a red head.
4: Yeah, it's weird also, stuff. Also,
3: in this iteration, he has superpowers, right? He can he can climb walls and he's got super strength and right. and all that. But how is he so bad in this in this one? Like. Oh, My cat, bad. <laughs> oh, he's God. terrible. Oh, bad boy. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a klutz and he's like falling all the time and he gets like I think he falls in a dumpster at some. He's point. also a
2: fucking idiot.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of idiocy in this episode. Yeah,
2: many many things to break through. I don't know. Yeah, he's not. Maybe he's not fully formed. You know, maybe he's a new Spider-Man.
4: Oh, could be. Maybe.
1: But even
2: he's like in Spider-Man puberty. He's sprouting those short and curlies. Puberty. Oh. Mm-hmm. Short and curlies. Gross. <laughs> anyway. Hey, tell me about the shortcomings. <laughs> so we've seen Spider Man, but we haven't seen Peter Parker. And now it's the next day. It is New Year's Day, but the news never stops. So Peter walks in with his fucking wavy hairstyle and his yellow turtleneck. And his ass is so well-defined. Oh, my God. Yes.
3: <laughs> There's, it's, uh, when, the at the party scene, when they're just showing, like, giant, heaving boobs, it's like, oh, my God, animators, please. But then they show this well-defined Peter Parker butt. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, good. This
2: guy's e- put together.
3: Equal opportunity.
2: That's right. So right? you gotta give him credit for that. And so he walks in, and he's like, Betty, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go on the date. And blah, 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 blah. Sorry, Betty, I
5: never <laughs> the excuses that's the last time you'll stand me up oh give me another chance i'll uh i'll make a new year's resolution i'll never do it again scout's honor and then he
2: does like a gang sign at her
1: his new year resolution scout's honor <laughs> i'm gonna do this exact same thing to you three or four more times <laughs> in, the in the next, the next, next minutes.
4: 20 minutes
3: yeah. i I'm to immediately break this both of these
2: So J.J.J. comes out and he's like, he's talking about the Nazis, which is really uncomfortable for some reason. But he's also chiding Peter for not getting pictures. And I get it. He's an asshole. This is consistent. Wouldn't you know it? Windows open again (laughs) because the black cat comes flying in through the window. I don't know what her trajectory was. Maybe she was on the power wire again, but she just like swoops her ass in there. And everybody's standing there. There's this very funny scene where jameson and black cat are talking but the camera is just cutting back and forth between peter and betty who are doing nothing but blinking it's very exciting stuff
1: i love the casual conversation of this very obvious supervillain. well here's the thing okay we're gonna
2: get into this why is she there
0: print
1: my challenge on the front page of the
0: daily bugle stating that the black cat is going to steal the million dollar maltese mouse because she comes in
2: and he's like, Oh, you robbed my party, argh.
1: And then, but he
2: also doesn't, yes, thank you. He also doesn't like Spider Man. So he's willing to put up with this when she's like, We can fuck up Spider Man. Okay. We can flip this guy's shit.
1: But he has gone from being like a newspaper man who doesn't like someone because they're a vigilante mm-hmm. to being an accomplice to a super villain. Cat burglar.
2: Yeah, his
3: journalistic ethics are thrown out the window here.
2: That's the first thing like, I think with J. Jameson is yeah. fair, even journalism. <laughs> he yeah.
1: should have called the police and said, I have a criminal who robbed all of my friends and employees the other night, mm-hmm. last night. I the character sitting oh, here.
2: Boy, who in the newest Spider-Man movie was presented as a Breitbart level kind of guy. This is the guy you, you expect up, up at the, the front of the journalistic integrity.
3: I guess I shouldn't have expected much integrity because in between... J.J.J. and Black Cat, as mm-hmm. they as they speak, there is a like a velvet painting of J. Jonah Jameson himself. Like, That's right, true. Right dead center. Why do you have that in your own office?
1: I thought it was his dad at first until a couple minutes later you could see it more closely. Mm-hmm. And it was very obviously the same character. But Papa at first J. I was no. like, oh, okay.
4: <laughs> it's
1: it's uh, Jimmy Jangle Jameson. Here's my
2: problem. Maybe there's no answer to this. Maybe the answer is... She just felt like it. What is Black Cat's plan?
1: Oh, we never find out her plan because she, it changes every single step. Her
2: challenge is she's going to steal the mouse. But to what end? And like, why does she challenge Spider-Man just to she make wants
1: it difficult? The diamonds. She's going to sell right. the diamonds like, on the black market. Yeah. yeah.
3: She wanted to get back at Sam Spade for something, and she needed that (laughs) MacGuffin and
4: all that that
3: shit. Reasonable enough. Yeah.
2: So she's starting to go away. Peter's like, hey, you're never going to beat Spider-Man, and get a little more cat humor.
0: Hey, you're kind of cute for a wise guy. Too bad I don't have time to pursue this relationship.
2: Yes. She's not not even rolling the
0: R's. It's just I was
1: going to say. So I struggle to roll R's. It takes a lot of effort in many tries. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry to hear that. She didn't even attempt it. Like, she sounds like me trying to do it. It's very sad. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Sue.
1: (laughs) Sue. It's better
2: than I can do. I just do it. (laughs) Listeners, can you roll your R's? Hashtag rolling doobies. Hashtag R rated. Uh, Use any of those hashtags. We'll we'll check them all. <laughs> so she's gone. And now Jay Joan is there with Betty and Peter. <laughs> Betty pulls out like a publicity still of the Maltese mouse. Like it's this picture must be like two and a half feet tall. She just has it. And I want to describe this mouse, this million dollar Maltese mouse. It is sitting on a wood stump and it just looks like a fucking piece of clay, shitty mouse with huge diamonds for eyes. It is the weirdest thing I've. <laughs> ever seen.
3: Why did they choose Maltese Mouse? Like I know with a cat is, and mouse, but like, cat. but like why Why the Maltese one? Can't it just be like a thing made out of diamonds? Like, or oh, like, yeah, like the a diamond mouse.
2: A diamond mouse. Yes, that would be perfect. But instead, like, you just get this weird piece of shit thing that you <laughs> see constantly. It's fucking horrible. It's like
3: someone took their poop and sculpted it into a mouse.
1: Well, so they have to be careful with copyrights, right? Because in mm-hmm. Batman, Catwoman was always going after cat-related things. Sure. Mm. And they couldn't do catnip because if it was the catnip mouse, then it would just be a drug reference. Mm-hmm. So they were like, what movie can we rip off this with onomatopoeia?
3: What's like a really closely related movie to
2: Spider Man?
1: Oh, The Maltese Falcon.
3: Yeah, there we go.
2: This, this is like
1: sense. in
3: Spider Man.
2: 90s WWF, when the big boss man left for WCW, the big boss man was like a cop prison guard character. And WCW tried to have him be a cop prison guard character called The Boss. And then WWF sued them, so he had to change to be the Guardian Angel. So he's just this <laughs> big fat fuck playing a Guardian Angel biker. <laughs> Good stuff. So now you're set up. We're ready to go. The challenge is laid out. Spider-Man is swinging around, and he's swung by a seafood restaurant. I believe that was called Clam's Garden.
3: <laughs> yes. Which
2: is weird.
3: Is that... Also a, a union thing, Shailen? No. It's wine garden
2: and then clam garden. A lot of union workers in this episode. Don't yeah. worry. They're well yeah. represented. They are. So Spider-Man's at a shit doors. <laughs> Didn't end well for the sabbathos. Anyway, <laughs> so what, what's going on here?
5: They're loading the Maltese mouse into that armored truck. The black cat could show up at any moment.
2: Okay. I hate to set this up because I'm so fucking confused at what happens here. He sees a crate going into a truck. And the guy's like, this crate's worth a million bucks. Right. And then he goes into the truck and he opens the crate and there are chickens in there. There's also a riddle. It sounds like this.
5: Huh? Those are the strangest looking mice I've ever seen. What's this? When the Spider-Man's away, the black cat will play. Oh, great. I've been had. So... (sighs) Great.
2: As we see in a moment, the black cat is at the actual ship where the Maltese mouse is, with right. like the police chief and like the curator and a bunch of thugs. What intel was Spider-Man acting on here? I, I was so confused.
1: That would be a bad assumption, Ben. Like, was he just sitting
2: on the docks <laughs> waiting for somebody to be like, "This crate's worth a lot of money"?
1: Yes. It kind of feels that way. That
2: is exactly what happened. Because everyone else knows where this crate is, correct?
3: He jumps in a van and it drives away. He's like, "Oh fuck! Oops! I I, maybe I I fucked up." Like, Like, what a a, a fucking idiot!
1: Yeah, he's he's real dumb. And not only that,
2: like Black Cat set up this fake crate. Yeah,
3: like she also. It's like she knew how stupid he was, right? Yeah, what an idiot! Black Black Cat's a hero here.
1: I agree. Black Cat should have been given the Maltese mouse. And the profits from selling the diamonds <laughs> yeah, for yeah. being a significantly better hero than Really, him.
2: baffling stuff. So Black Cat here is seen like climbing up a rope towards the ship. And this episode has so much climbing on ropes, walking on wires, walking on ledges. There's so much of that shit. That is 90% of the action. But now we're back to Spider-Man and you get his famous, oh no, because he realizes he can't take Betty to lunch, right? So he swings down to a phone booth where Clark Kent is. And Spider Man says, Say, where have I seen that
5: guy before?"
3: This what was, was this? so funny. What was <laughs> that? This? <laughs> this was great.
1: Except, he's I liked not... it. I hate when they cross universes. I hate references oh, across the universes. No. It what frustrates about, me. What about the movie Across the Universe? I haven't seen it. Good I think film. It's I loved so... it. Like they
3: crossed the Beatles and the Rolling Stones together, and like
2: boom! If my... they could have added in Gene That's Kelly, that would have been the true
1: trifecta. <laughs> Anyway, it irritates me because all of the actual crossovers between the comics were bad. Like they weren't cool because Marvel is so far superior to the DC Universe. Okay, I mean, what
3: about that Brigadoon singing in the rain crossover they did, Shailen, <laughs> with Gene Kelly and he had to do like two roles? Fucking nuts. Oh, you man.
1: do know that that actually is a thing, right?
2: What about when the far side crossed over with, I'm not biting. with Calvin and Hobbes? <laughs> do you know the far side is back?
1: I knew it was coming back, but I haven't looked. At, I haven't seen any of the new cartoons.
2: Gary Larson needs to do more far side cartoons about the Donner Party, I think.
1: I want to see more cows doing things that make me laugh. Yeah, that,
2: that's the thing. I want to see more cows, but they got to be union cows. I don't want any of these fucking scab cows. You know what I'm saying?
1: No one wants a scabbed cow, Ben. Yeah. They're infected and dangerous. I want them
2: chewing grass in the wine garden. Yeah, local move it's 432 still
1: not what that but word that
2: is like the level of like a far side joke i just basically wrote a far side cartoon and
1: it would be funny
2: to yeah to, to union people and then i'd be fucking buried under giant stadium it's bullshit that was
1: never confirmed makes me
2: sick so peter calls betty up and he's like listen i can't take you to lunch but tonight i can take you to the johnny griffin show and it's like, what the fuck is Here's the Johnny Griffin Johnny. show? Oh, it's,
3: it's, it's that thing where you mix Johnny Carson and Ed Griffin.
2: Griffin spelled G-R-I-F-F-O-N. Griffin. Griffon. <laughs> Very strange. Is that Griffon. move, Griffin? Griff off. Well, sure. Yeah. Makes sense. So now Spider-Man magically knows the right ship, and he's on his way. But Black Cat's already there. And she's there with, like I said, the chief of police. And this dude with a mustache who's like the overseer, he must be like, so in the hockey playoffs when the Stanley Cup is in the building, there's always like this dude with a mullet and he has these the white, white gloves, gloves guy. and his job is to carry the Stanley Cup around. This guy's job must just be to, to carry the, the Maltese mouse around.
3: I think his name is Jeff Goldblum. <laughs>
2: that works. <laughs> and man, this is so weird. So she's like, Give me the, the Maltese mouse, or I'll turn you into catnip. Because she's, she's, she's Dracula for some reason.
0: <laughs> and here's what happens.
5: Okay. It's time
0: for the black cat to create a blackout. Gee, I haven't had so many cute guys after me since I dropped out of high school.
5: Quick! We've got to get out of here before she gets the Maltese mouse. Oh no! It's, it's gone!
0: Okay.
1: We have a lot to unpack here. So,
2: there are five people plus Black Cat. So you got Black Cat, police chief, uh, overseer, and three Stevedore thugs. No other cops. <laughs> Sabaka. The police chief says, get her. <laughs> he just sends like these thugs to beat the shit out of this woman. Correct. They walk towards her. She flips the light switch. So now we're in total darkness.
1: Because Black Cats cause blackouts, according to this That's character, right. which makes no fucking sense.
2: Literally one second later, The lights come back on. They're all tied up. And subdued. it's amazing logic. It's in broad daylight, and somehow she makes it pitch black. Well, ships are dark. I I guess so. Mm -hmm. I've been on a whale watch. I know.
1: Why? What is this weird line that she delivers? I haven't had this many cute guys after me since I dropped out of high school. Yeah, there's
2: something mildly alarming about that.
1: Like, did she become a child prostitute? Because that's what it sounds like.
2: When you drop out of high school, uh huh, your desirability factor apparently goes up exponentially. That's the only thing I can think of. It's true.
1: But why? And how is this a throwaway line?
3: Guys, guys like dumb girls? Nope. I, I figured
2: it out. I figured it out. He's got it. So you know how there's this big thing, and this will come up a lot, about like the military really aggressively recruiting young people? Mm-hmm. And put your feelings on it side. It's just a thing that happens. I think what happened, and Shailen, I think you'll like this, she dropped out of high school. All the union guys showed up, said, you got to join the union.
1: I'm going to throw it out there, and no disrespect to my union friends. Is this going to be controversial? I don't think it was a bunch of cute guys they sent. I, I don't, don't think that's know. how that works. Oh, Whoa. 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 Whoa.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Hot take alert. Mm-hmm.
1: That's not how that works.
3: Fire on the bridge. Mm-hmm.
2: Listeners, if you are a union person. Also- no, I'm in the middle of something. Listeners. If you are a union person, and you're a looker, and you want to get in on a WatchBots Union Lookers 2020 calendar, hit us up, hashtag union hottie.
1: I'm gonna set that aside. Why would a group of unionists be going after a high school dropout who does not have?
2: (laughs) So Spider-Man shows up, (laughs) and they
0: have a little more banter.
5: Well, hello there, Black Beauty. Looks like your bragging news headlines should have been printed in the
0: funny pages. I told you before, it's dangerous to let the black cat cross your path.
2: Spider-Man's delivery reminds me of, so in a Christmas story, when Ralphie's an adult, and he's like, and that was the best Christmas ever. I was winging hip shots at ducks. Like, just the intonation sounds exactly the same to me. (laughs) We're in the funny pages. Ho, ho, ho. But anyway, here we get one of my favorite cartoon things, and that's where you get the title in the cartoon. It's like this.
0: Didn't you ever hear the expression, curiosity killed the Spider-Man?
2: Nope. Never nope. heard of that
3: one. <laughs> no, Black Cat. You're terrible at this.
1: You go to the movie theater, and someone says the name of the movie inside the movie, yeah! and the whole theater's like, oh. Oh. Ah! Everybody stands up and applauds.
2: That's my other favorite thing when people in a movie theater like audibly react. They all react together. Yeah. Get out of the fucking house.
3: <sighs> that was like when I went to see Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, and you know, Aragorn's just talking sure. to Gimli and Legolas, and he's like, There are two towers. <laughs> yeah. And was like,
4: "Yeah, he did yeah, the deal. He did the deal. That's name
5: of the movie. I can't oh, yeah. wait to. See, I can't wait till he returns like a king."
2: And so he did. Yeah, and so he did. Spider Man had asked Black Cat, "Like, why are you trying to steal this mouse?" <laughs> and you know, he's trying to get to the point of like, "Like, what are we doing here?" She doesn't answer it. We never get the answer. So what happens is, she kicks like a pole or something, and Spider Man's feet are tangled in chains. Right. And so he's drowning, right? And he's having this little conversation with himself where he's like, Oh, I'm I'm gonna drown. But then there's a big boat coming, which is fine.
1: Because he's attached to the anchor of the ship. Right. It's the ship coming.
2: Except he's attached to a humongous boat, like Titanic size. So the idea that there's ship. another ship coming that close boat is really weird because Destroyer. like it, it would be <laughs> it would be like the boats would run aground of each other.
1: I thought it was the same ship. I no, thought he I was think dragging under the ship. Well, that, that ship's not moving. Hit the...
3: I think the problem here is that we can't tell. Yeah. I think also <laughs> yeah. the problem
1: is that- No,
2: the problem is- it... I'll tell you what the problem is. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ. Ultimately, Sorry. it does not matter at all. He's underwater in chains and there's a, a blade.
2: Yes. And he says, oh, well, it's not going to matter because I'm going to be like fish food. Unless I time this exactly perfectly. And then you get the widest shot possible. So it's like you see the whole fucking outline of the boat. And Spider-Man has this little teeny speck in the middle and whatever he needed to do worked because he was free and there was like
3: the blades of the propeller somehow cut the chains of the anchor
2: without hitting him or injuring him in any right, way whatsoever. Right. Yeah.
1: Spidey sends, <laughs> but, so
2: he gets out and he's immediately on the prowl. So now he's chasing black cat across a roof and he gets a little weird here. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the end of speed
4: mm-hmm. where
2: they escape. Dennis Hopper is decapitated. And Keanu Reeves is like, oh, you know what they say about relationships that start about
1: after a traumatic event.
2: And she's like, we got to base it on the bone. And well, the gist of it is that everybody's horny after they survive something, right? Right. Spider-Man, no different. That that was a long setup, but this is worth
5: it. I've had all I'm going to take of your pussy. (laughs) Good God. Wow.
2: So what does he do? He catches her again. He has no problem catching her. It's the keeping her. This is the craziest part of the episode. He ties her to like a road barrier of some sort. You know, if you go to a building that has some security, they'll have the guard tower. They can pick the little wooden barrier up and down. You guys are familiar with this. Right. He ties her to one of these. And you can see that there are cars behind it, but it's not really clear where they are or what's going on.
3: Well, it looks like a parking lot. The guard tower arm looks like it's just blocking traffic from going into the parking lot.
2: Yeah, something like that. So she makes another cat pun of some sort, like, oh, this tail has nine lives or some bullshit. It doesn't matter. She lifts the barrier, and cars start rolling through, as if the barrier was at the bottom of a hill or the middle of a hill, and she lifted it up, and gravity made those cars start to roll away.
3: It was like she shook a box of Matchbox cars, and they just all tumbled out. She just tipped
2: them down. But I think the implication is that those cars are all being driven, and that they didn't notice Spider-Man tying Black oh. Cat up or didn't see it. I, 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 I thought know. they were all in neutral
3: and, they just, yeah. and the, the arm was holding okay. them and they all fell into the- That or, would make a little more sense. Into at the least, the, the okay.
2: Door.
1: I thought it was supposed to be one of those ferries that moves a lot of cars because they all fell in water. But I didn't see any drivers. I, I very much yeah. agree with Dave that it was like, they rolled. Maybe, like, maybe, like, yeah, but, those
2: but cars like, how would that barrier stop them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what happens is, <laughs> She lifts the barrier up. The cars start to roll away. You Brakes it, weren't
1: invented you until it, 1989.
2: Another of Spidey's famous catchphrases. Whoa, oh, boy! Whoa, oh, boy! Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Oh, well, the crazy guy, and he spins a little web. <laughs> he he leaves before the cars stop, but the cars fall into the web, like the first four, and then the rest of them just stop. <laughs> like That's this correct.
3: is so fucking. Haphazard. I like how in the beginning of the episode, Black Cat, almost called a Catwoman, can cut her web. Mm -hmm. with with her fingernail and then these seven cars or whatever cannot break this web at all
2: nope some batches are stronger than others yeah
3: i guess Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah yeah
2: so the curator dude shows up and he talks to spidey and this is sort of a weird thing right because a lot of times superheroes might be rich right like iron man is rich Batman is rich, but they're not doing this for money, right? You can argue what their reasons are, but they're not usually getting paid for it. Right. So this next conversation rings a little strange.
5: You must guard the Maltese mouse when it appears on the Johnny Griffin show tonight. Me? Guard a mouse? On television? You gotta be nuts. Forget it. We'll pay you double what our security guards are getting. What time do you want me at the studio?
2: (laughs) This is especially weird for Spider-Man because
4: in
5: canon...
2: He gets his spider powers and he needs some money. So he does the wrestling thing. You know, the, the guy steals the money. The dude ends up killing his uncle. So more than any other hero, the idea of exploiting your talents for money would seem to be a problem for Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. Except here.
2: Yeah.
3: A little antithetical to his, the whole reason he exists.
4: Yeah.
1: I've seen iterations where he's sort of desperate for cash for various reasons, but that's in the versions where he's a teenager. Right, Not where he's a grown-ass man with a full-time job.
2: Is he a grown-ass man? I mean, I don't know how old this Spider-Man's supposed to be.
1: He came off as older to me.
2: He's not getting that ass as a teenager, I'll tell you that much. He's not getting
1: that ass ass as an adult either.
4: the ass he has,
2: that
3: defined ass, that's the defined ass of a grown-ass man. Agreed.
2: Mm -mm. It's the ass that defines me.
1: You don't think that Betty, who works for J. Jonah Jameson, is going on a date with a 16-year-old?
2: Shelly, you're skipping way ahead. What are you doing here?
1: That happened at the beginning.
2: No, it happened at the end. J. No, Jonah that Jameson at- goes out with Betty at the end.
1: No, I'm talking about Spider-Man asking her out repeatedly throughout the entire episode. she's not
2: 16. Why would she be 60? What's going on?
1: I'm saying that she's an adult working uh-huh. a full-time job, so he has to also be an adult if she's agreeing to go on a date with him at the beginning, and she's mad at him for breaking all these things. Maybe dates. she's a cradle robber. No, he's an adult.
3: I, I Shailen, you were blues. perfectly logical there, Ben. Thank I think you. you were just thrown for a loop because of all the union talk earlier.
2: All you're doing is throwing me for a loop here. You seem angry. Are you angry all the time? i feel like a fucking chip on your shoulder here. All I like the, the black cat actually. So, so Spider Man. Oh, tell me more. Now that's a segue hey. that you couldn't ruin, huh? I fucking killed that segue. Now. <laughs> So Spider-Man agrees to take the money, but then Black Cat is in like an alleyway and she overhears all of this, right? And she mentions, oh shit, this is the perfect avenue to humiliate Spider-Man in front of a lot of viewers. Now, how many viewers exactly? 50 million people. 50 million people. That's how many people People. she suspects are going to be watching this.
1: Why does she know the viewership of this TV show?
2: Well,
3: I'm not sure that she does. She's a
2: big, big
3: fan of the Nielsen ratings.
2: (laughs) Big Nielsen house. (laughs) So now... Betty and Peter are going to the Johnny Griffin show. And again, this is where you see Johnny Griffon. And I'm sort of laughing here because they're walking in the back and he's like, hey, you know, this is great. We're going to do it. And then he just walks up and he goes, press. press. <laughs> so he's he has his press pass to get her in. Now, that's OK. You know, use the perks of your job to your to your best advantage. Sure. But somehow this press pass gets them seats in like the middle of the audience.
1: It was the front row.
2: Right. Why would a press pass get you into the front row of the show?
1: So that you can watch what's going on.
2: Or primo seats.
1: Because that way you have a front row seat for what's going on, so you can report on it. Mm -hmm. What good does a press badge do for a photographer if you have to be backstage and you want to have a picture of Johnny Griffin at his desk?
3: Hell yeah, yeah. I want to just like flash a badge really quickly Mm -hmm. and get into a place Oh, it's press, trust me. And then I'd run run in and, and get my front row seat. That would yeah, be amazing.
2: Because I remember in the pre-COVID world, right? You'd watch a Lakers game, and you'd yep. have, right in the front row, you got Jack Nicholson right next to the bench. Every other front row seat, filled with a reporter. Press.
1: But he's a photographer, so also it's
2: different. weird guy? J. Jonah Jameson also there in the front row on a press pass.
1: That's true, but he has the money to back up other mm-hmm. stuff. F- this F- isn't front crazy. Row, front row seats... You but know, it's for a nightly talk show. It's not for like a once in a lifetime event. That's when I what I'm watch saying.
2: Wrestling, which is rare these days because it sucks. I watch an old pay per view. You see that front row and you want to see it filled with fans, but you just see people there and they got their fucking press hats on, they got their old notebooks.
1: I've had press badges to get into places before. This is not like weird. Or it's not that of. they're in; it's that
2: they're getting front row
1: seats. Yes, and I've had exceptional seats for things that I did not deserve based on press badges. That's what I'm telling you. It's Based
2: on your union status.
1: When, when you it? got into
2: those places with your
3: press hat, where you're like, "Press sir, quote for the old fish rat, please."
1: <laughs> no, I do know that there were instances where my dad flashed a press badge and <laughs> got a your dad bunch. flashed. Good.
2: <laughs> Was that a superpower? Here's my press (laughs) badge.
1: So he used to...
2: Press badge. I keep it in my trench coat.
1: That's so gross, (laughs) and I'm really upset at you for going down that road. At the old Boston Garden before it was like the new... um, Boston Garden. Like TD Garden. Yeah. When it was the old building. They had a press room with really good food. And so my dad would leave work and claim to be there for the media, and go in and just eat this ridiculously good food before coming home, like, mm. nightly. It was anyway, one of my favorite we've got, things. We've
2: gotten far afield here. We're all over the fucking place. I'm saying that
1: your outrage is not founded.
2: Listeners, hit us up. If you're in the press, and you're constantly sitting in the front row of events, hit us up. Hashtag freedom of press. Hashtag not fake news. Hashtag Biden Kamala 2020.
1: Hashtag Ben
2: is wrong. Hashtag wine garden. So- Black Cat said there were 50 million people. J. Jonah Jameson is there on a tip from Black Cat. Now, Peter notices something different.
5: So that's why she picked the Maltese mouse. So she could challenge Spidey before a million viewers.
2: <laughs> 50 million, 1 million. Ketchup, catsup. <laughs> just thought it was interesting. I'm, I'm with
3: I'm with Black Cat here, though, because you know he's an idiot so i'm going to lean toward it's probably 50 million he just doesn't he, he has no idea what's going on i would buy that thank you
2: we're outside the building and there's like one cop there or security guard and black cat shows up on a wall with six cats she like <laughs> she sticks the cats on this guy he reacts as if she had a gang of thugs yeah, well, like, like he climbs up a, a pole, thousand cats he's and screeching. he doesn't have a helicopter yeah it's just yeah. what's he going to do on this night i don't know yeah. i don't know there's so now she's cats? She's in the building, and she goes, oh, here's the perfect prop. And I thought, what? What is she talking about? She, like, and I had to rewind it because I wasn't sure if the camera had shown something. But no, she's just in a room, and she's saying, oh, it's the perfect prop. We find out later what it is. Spider-Man's spider sense goes off. And you can tell this because he's talking <laughs> in the seat that he's in. This isn't an inner monologue. His mouth is moving the whole time. And his Spider-Man mask silhouettes over his face. So cool. Nailed it.
1: He said it out loud. Right. It is bananas.
2: Next to Betty.
1: There are people everywhere. J. Jonah Jameson is six inches away, and he just goes, <laughs> my spider sons.
3: Yeah, it's just a world of people that are hard of hearing.
1: Oh, that would help. And, and Betty's like, what
2: did, what did you say? And he just answered, I'm psychotic. And then he leaves.
1: <laughs> I so, forgot my meds.
3: So, sorry, I said, um, uh, I can't wait for all the mingling later.
2: <laughs> so Spider-Man, he puts on a Spider-Man costume and he shows up with the mouse. And the dude's like, oh, cool. Like, you're here for the show. And then the show starts and Johnny comes out. And one of the big things about the late night talk show, right? It's It's like the charisma of the host, their monologue, their ability to connect. Here's how Johnny Griffin does it.
5: Great group, and tonight I'm going to dispense with my hilarious monologue. You look like a great group.
1: I will dispense with my monologue. My monologue. With my monologue. <laughs> it, did, did you hear about this one? It would be That's too right, hard for the writers of this TV show to write humor, and therefore I will dispense with my regular. Well, they, they, I mean, they did
2: write humor, as we'll get to in a second. That's cold, wrong. Griffin. So he introduces. <laughs> Spider-Man is New York City's greatest swinger, which in and of itself is fucking funny. Yeah. But I had this thought. The plan was always for the mouse to be on the Johnny Griffin show. But Spider-Man being there is this great bonus. What was the plan for the show if Spider-Man had not been guarding the mouse?
1: It would be like any stupid like talk show stunt of like, oh man, we're bringing out Jack Hanna and this weird rabbit.
2: But like, at least Jack Hanna had a rabbit. Like, he was just going to bring out this shit
1: mouse. Yeah, and at
3: least Jack Hanna was like kind of charismatic in, <laughs> and everything. Like, they were just going to like was was Goldblum just going to bring out this mouse and just sit there and they were all going to look at it? Like, what was the plan?
1: Exactly that they bring the Stanley Cup on talk shows and it's stupid. Yeah, and like, like the they athletes. talk to the guy and he's always like, "Yes, my job is to keep the Stanley Cup." No, that Cup guy's from a ball of whatever. charisma.
2: That guy's funnier than Jeff Daniels, who would play him in the movie. Listeners, hit us up. Hashtag Jeff Daniels or Stanley Cup guy. It's funny.
4: Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs> what? He looks. The guy looks like Jeff Daniels. What can I tell you?
1: I mean, I
4: guess.
2: He does. I'm going to post this on Twitter. <laughs> hashtag release the Jeff Daniels cut. So, so, so walks, he swings out and he's sitting in the chair, right? And they just do a talk show interview. It's That's fucking crazy. We
5: fly away from home.
2: They sure do. Sounds like that.
5: Arachnophobia. <laughs> Oh, what convinced you to appear on national television To guard this marvelous little mouse Money What else <laughs> I see I think our audience would like to know How you managed to keep your true identity a secret Simple I don't tell anybody who I am
1: <laughs> Who mic'd him Why yes. was he miked
5: Yeah that, that's the problem
1: who He's a security him? guard Probably some
2: union Joe Sheila I have a question for you Yes what would Jeff Daniels say if he was in the audience of the Johnny Griffin show watching Spider-Man hold the Maltese mouse? But what would Jeff Daniels say there? Don't, you, don't don't mouth into the microphone. Give us give us some gold. I'll, I I'll just plug in the the pooping sound effect. <laughs> They're right here. <laughs> That's
3: what I was gonna do. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All
2: right, we'll plug that in there. So it continues, right? Swinging a whiff. This fucking banter goes on for like an hour. And then Johnny, similar to Spider-Man, horny
5: dude. Well, how about showing the audience some of your sticky web?
2: My God. Ugh. <laughs> it's disgusting.
1: That is disgusting. And I then agree. he starts
3: fapping. Furiously. And he does that thing from Silence of the Lambs, and he just throws his spooge onto the audience.
2: <laughs> his, his sticky web.
3: Yeah, he makes it.
2: <laughs> he does like a trick where he picks J. Jonah Jameson up with the web. This is all ridiculous. So the point is the black cat comes. And Spider-Man's sitting down. She swings in on another power cable, steals the mouse. His spider sense never went off. And she swings away. He's chasing her like across like the light rigging. And all of this is being captured on cameras. Because when you think of a studio production, what you don't know is that every single inch of that studio is being covered by a camera at all times.
3: You got to get correct. Johnny Griffin at every single angle.
2: And so the camera's following them. We cut to some random person's house. I don't know who this was. And he's like, hey, Sheila. Yeah, Spider-Man's doing this dance thing. (laughs) I was like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy.
1: I had written in my notes initially, Spider-Man is the stupidest idiot character ever. And then I crossed out the Spider-Man and wrote this episode. This
2: dude, yeah.
3: Oh, oh, did you notice in the studio audience behind uh-huh. Betty Brant was um, Halloween 3's Tom Atkins?
2: <laughs> was he huffing and Buffin?
3: Yeah, he was. <laughs> Same mustache, <sighs> ruddy complexion.
1: Eating a burger. Yeah. I mean, burgers are delicious.
2: Talking about, like, Sam Hain and Celtic shit. It's really weird. Yeah, so, yeah
1: it's strange. Black
2: Cat jumps off the rigging, and she flies through the door. Spider-Man jumps off the rigging and lands in a big mousetrap.
1: A big, man-sized Mouse trap.
2: Now this was the perfect prop that Black Cat was referring to, but what? Where? Why was this there? Where did she get it?
4: What, Who she does she know?
3: It? Yeah. What, what was her plan? Giant mouse is she catching? Also, so Spider Man's Spidey sense goes off. Yeah. Earlier in the studio audience, right? But it doesn't go off when he sees a giant fucking mouse trap. Oh
4: man! This she is, also this is so mentioned. Stupid.
1: So the foreshadowing leading up to this was, it's perfect for the trap I've set.
2: Right, I mean, it's all And I
1: thought, what is the trap? And I, in fact, wrote, what is the trap? And then when I saw it, I just wrote, (laughs) O-M-F-G.
2: Hashtag, what is the trap? So he lands in this thing, right? And she comes up with another good quip.
0: Spider-Man or Spider-Mouse, you'll have to catch me first. What? (laughs) It could have been like,
3: Spider-Man or Spider-Can't or or like...
2: just looks like you're caught in my web or anything. Yeah, yeah. Put some fucking effort in you, Scientologist.
1: Or what if she just said, you can't catch me, Spider-Man. They could have avoided this whole stupid trap
2: Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me, Spider-Man.
3: Yeah. This is one fly you're not going to catch. But then he breaks out.
2: He breaks out and he starts to catch her. And then we get a reference... I was not expecting this was I wasn't expecting Superman. I wasn't expecting Jeff Daniels. I wasn't expecting this.
5: Give it up, cat. Not even O.J. Simpson can outrun the old web slinger. And then she jumps
3: on top of a white Ford Bronco. (laughs) (laughs) And then the camera cuts. And she
1: can't get her gloves off, It cuts to the
3: chase, and he's like (laughs) swinging
1: after (laughs) it. He can't catch it. And
3: America is enthralled. They cannot unglue their eyes from their television sets.
2: This is so crazy because she <laughs> runs away now. And then O.J. Simpson shows up with a big knife. Hashtag he did it. Uh, hashtag he did it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to get out of here in a cab. And you're thinking, that's a weird thing to say.
0: And then she just jumps into a cab. She gets into yeah. the actual cab. And here we go. Oh, where to, little lady? Anywhere and step on it. <laughs> this is my favorite thing
2: ever. The cabbies in like the, the pork pie hat. It's he's like, oh, what, what's going on, lady? And she's like, step on it.
1: And he just leaves.
3: The ghost of Christmas Past from Scrooged.
1: I like that she says anywhere and step on it when he literally could have been like, you owe me $50. We're here. Nope.
2: Nope. Because what happens is the best thing ever. Spider-Man calls it like Spidey Olympic skiing or whatever. I call it skitching. This guy makes skis out of web, and then he fucking skitches on this cab. And it was awesome. Oh, man bitching was bitching to shit.
3: How did I forget that? I just I <laughs> erased that from my memory. It makes
2: no sense because the web is sticky. So you would think him putting that on his feet wouldn't make him glide along like it's right. on you ice. You added a lot
1: of words to that. You could does. have just said, it makes no sense.
2: No, it does, because sketching is the universal <laughs> language. So she's like, all of a sudden, she just tells the cabbie, this is my stop, hit the brakes. So the cabbie in the middle of the street, and I can say cabbie because my dad drove cabs, it's cabbie, he slammed on the brakes, Spider-Man, goes flying over the car miles away to an amusement park where he lands on a roller coaster track. And the web which was making him glide along before is now sticking him to the roller coaster. The
3: frictionless web is now mm-hmm. sticky as hell.
1: It used up all of its frictionlessness. Mm-hmm. Frictionless.
4: And now it's there frictionful.
2: Go, it's no, frictionful.
1: Very frictionful. And we get
2: our second friction-y. Boy Scout reference. And that's frictiony. y <laughs>
5: boy
2: scouts when you need them where are the boy scouts when you need them so now black cat she jumps miles away that's correct into the to the car of the roller coaster which is just on the track now when you get on a roller coaster usually get in it like the start house right sure i can't recall a roller coaster i've gotten onto where it was like halfway down the hill already and well, just kind of stationary
3: you you're getting on the wrong roller coasters buddy
2: Th- that yeah. could be i believe that i'm not a big roller coaster head so i don't know the, all the ins and outs
1: I think that they park the unmoving roller coaster at the end of the day halfway down the hill so that people don't try to board it and ride it but off But the hours. important
2: thing is park, right? Because that would imply that there's some kind of mechanism to keep it there. That's correct. Because she leaps in the car and just her doing that gives it enough momentum to go down and try to kill Spider-Man. But it doesn't work because he jumps away. and He's in a building. She leaps into the room. Very clearly, she's on the floor. And then the camera cuts and she's standing on a dunk tank. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's so good. This I love the physics of this world. I'm so like, weird. I, I fucking hated it at first and then like it's sort of like I don't know it it abused me into loving it. Like it's just <sighs> there's no Oh god. There, there's no parking involved like those cars at the port they just fall. The roller coaster just falls. Parking doesn't exist. People are hard of hearing all over the city. You can swing from literally anywhere and you can jump miles. It's so good. Yeah, I enjoyed
2: it. So Spider-Man, he makes a ball out of web and he throws it and she falls in the dunk tank and it sounds like this.
1: She sounds exactly like me when I wake up in the morning, my alarm goes off and I just go, ow!
3: You get hit by a cartoon mallet.
2: Correct.
1: (laughs) Everything. Every morning.
2: That these characters have gone through in the last 20 minutes. They've jumped down, they've fucking fought each other, but her falling in this tank of water is enough to incapacitate her completely.
1: Cats hate water, Ben. Mm -hmm. That's true.
2: So he picks her fucking lifeless body out, and he says,
1: Now I'll just collect my prize
5: and show my fans I'm still the top swinger in town.
2: (laughs) He's the top swinger in town, baby.
5: And then he returned to the key party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) New York's most famous swinger. In a
2: sense, he does, because he goes back to the Johnny Griffin show, which appears to still be broadcasting despite the fact that it's an active crime scene and there are cops all over the stage. That's correct. Weird stuff. Weird. So he deposits Black Cat and then he switches back to be Peter again. And he starts to pull like his, oh, I was taking a dump. I missed all the good action. But it ends in a really fucking weird fashion. This is crazy. Here's the ending.
0: Uh, JJ, what do you say you and I have a night on the town? my
5: what? Well, sure, why not? Don't work too hard, Parker. Who says the good guy always gets the girl?
2: So as we've established, Betty Brant, 14 years old here. Yes. J. Jonah Jameson in his 50s. This is strange.
1: Who's ever said that the good guy always gets (laughs) the girl? That's a weird thing
2: to say as well, yeah.
1: Because I thought the saying was that the nice guy finishes last.
2: We know that girls love bad boys. Very established.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Oh, did somebody call?
2: <laughs> bad boys and skinny coffee.
1: Yes. What about... Keto tea. <laughs>
2: tea doesn't have carbohydrates Correctly
3: anyway. Correctly folded make sense. towels.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Leather <bad> vests. <laughs> all, <laughs> all, all good signs of bad boys.
1: It made me think of Tattoo. in the TV show Mad Men, mm-hmm. when the white-haired guy is having the affair with the redhead... Mm -hmm. even though he's married. And I was like, doesn't J. Jonah Jameson have a wife?
2: Yeah, so I had this thought, right? Aside from how weird it was, I wanted to see the episode of what Betty and J. Jonah Jameson did. Did they go dancing? What did they talk about? They went to the amusement park where they rode the
1: roller coaster.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they went to the tunnel of love.
1: No. The tunnel. No, he realized it was too weird immediately and then was like, oh, if I am unkind to her, then she's going to file a lawsuit He'd, because I agreed to go on a date with her, even though she's fucking 17. Jay
2: Jonah liked to smoke cigars. I don't know if he tried to pull Lewinsky. Ugh. I have no idea. I want to know, though. I want to know what happened because Peter, like he gets like his fucking sad hangdog face and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed that this was the ending to the show.
1: <laughs> Dave, how many episodes of this particular series did you watch?
3: Four. This was the fourth
2: one. Good God.
1: And do you have any insight about what happened on Betty and J. Jonah Jameson's State?
3: No, I didn't watch Beyond This, but I think there's a 4B episode. Mm-hmm. Um And it's, it's pretty... It's, it's pretty grand. It's, it's, it's blue. Pretty triple X rated.
2: In some ways, again, this is consistent, though, with the Spider-Man comics. So if you've ever read the old comics, they all ended with Spider-Man like, you know, oh, I was Spider-Man, so I missed the big bike race. And it's always him like, Walking away, being glum, like, oh, being Spider-Man sucks a dick. So I guess I can't fault it for that. But just the tone of this is so fucking odd. Yeah,
3: especially yeah. for, like, a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Like, you would want it to be, like, maybe he didn't get the girl, but maybe he there's something else that he found. You know, maybe something else rewarding. Like, oh, I stopped crime or, or something like that. I got like, a popsicle.
1: Or at least... Yeah. I the girl I didn't I... get didn't bring my boss on a date. Uh, yeah,
2: like, I don't want to think yeah. about J. Jonah Jameson's Hitler mustache and his fucking old balls. I don't want this. It's no good.
3: Who wants to go on a Hitler mustache ride? <laughs> he asked Betty Brant. Gross. Well, that's in the episode. I was just telling you what happened. Yeah. And it's you weird.
2: T- it's weird, too, because my
1: reaction remains.
2: Betty is in the newspaper workers union and Jay Jonah Jameson's management. So that seems pretty fucked up as well. True. It's all fucked up. All of it. I don't like it. So that's Spider Man. Would you show this to a child, Dave? Someone. Yes. If
3: that child was born in like the 1950s, (laughs) and this cartoon came out, I would probably show them this cartoon because I wouldn't be. They'd be in
1: their 30s.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a
3: shit.
1: Mm -hmm. Jalen, no.
2: Why? Two and a half.
1: There are a lot of themes I'm uncomfortable with. There's Boops. a lot of references I'm uncomfortable with. Boops. And What references
3: Boops. are you uncomfortable with? Boops. Uh, pussy. Footing. The kid's not
2: going to know what that
3: means.
1: No, that's just. Not unless you have the
2: coolest knew... kid in the world.
3: I knew, I, was, I knew what swinging was when I was six, negative three years old.
1: <laughs> it felt weird, and I wouldn't want to have to explain any of the jokes. How's that? It's not like, oh, it's so complicated and kind of annoying. It's like, oh, I would have to explain that this is a funny joke for these reasons.
2: I remember when I was in sixth grade and somebody started talking about dildos and I didn't understand what it was for several years. I just knew fake dick, but I didn't understand like what it was. I just was like, okay.
3: I had the same thing, but with douchebag. Sure. And I asked the kid called me a douchebag and I said, do you know what that is? And he goes, yeah, it's, it's, um, and he kind of trailed off and like walked away and like just very, very defeated. And I I still don't, I, like, I didn't know what it was for a very long time.
2: I'll be honest. I still don't know what it does. I I was going to say, I'm not really sure I know what a douchebag
4: cleans
1: things. Do you need me to explain this? Are
2: you blasting like water up your butt?
1: Not your butt. Yeah.
2: Is it like a a personal bidet?
1: No, it's like you insert it like a tampon kind of. Okay. And it's got a bag of water, and you squirt that shit in there, and it rinses you out.
2: Cool. That
1: sounds fun. No, is it not fun. It doesn't sound like it's fun to me. I saw. A I've never done so one. So it's like I don't it's know. like their
3: bidet gone tomorrow. Yes. Like that. That's like, okay.
2: I remember being in the dollar store once and seeing douches. That seems like a bad idea. Can a man not do a douche? I don't think a you, you- a douche. Could you douche
3: any hole, or do you just can you just douche a lady hole?
1: I think it's it so it's specifically to clean out your lady bits in the event that okay. like shit gets in there. Okay. It, it, because in theory,
3: is it like a is it like it sterile aid, water, like or salt water? Yeah,
1: it's okay. it's sterile water, a salt water. My god, saline,
3: saline.
2: Thank you. fresh from the ocean. Listen, if any listeners <laughs> want to partner there. up with Krill. me on a man themed douche called the douche, hit us up. Email at watchbotspod.com. dot com. Don't put this gold on social media, um, and the subject line will be. Man douche. Now, let's rate this one to five sticky webs. Shalen. how many sticky webs?
1: Two. It had a lot to talk about, but I didn't like any of it.
2: Okay. Dave?
1: Four
3: to five. The opposite of Shailen. It had a lot to talk about, and I enjoyed talking about <laughs> all of it.
1: <laughs> ben?
2: I will split the difference and say three. It... <sighs> It's not the worst adaptation of Spider-Man.
1: Ben, what's the worst adaptation the of Spider-Man? The one in the
2: 60s is a million times worse. Okay. Yeah. But it's not good. <laughs> and uh-huh. I, I found myself getting very angry as we're talking about it. And I think it's because Shalens put us down this fucking union path. So I'm on edge.
1: I made like a hasty joke that I expected you to ignore and move on. Well, so. that's
2: not how things work on this show. So it's a three for me.
3: Ben's like a black cat and he's just... Gets his claws in you. He's not gonna let
2: go. Yeah.
1: So, the overall score is three.
2: I said three several times.
1: I meant on the average. average.
2: Three. When you average two, three, and four, it is a three. Listeners, um, hit us up. Hashtag check our math. Math checks out. Yeah. All it. right. So let's move on. Oh,
3: finally, oh, man! What a what a roller coaster. <laughs> um, but With no breaks. Yeah, so, like, lots of superhero talk. We touched on Clark Kent, Batman, everybody. But when you think superheroes, you think superpowers. You think cool costumes. You think insane plot lines that involve time travel and alternate universes and doppelgangers and shit. But um, there's another thing, Ben, you touched on this earlier, that a lot of superheroes are known for, especially Spider-Man, and that's witty-ass quips. Uh Uh-huh. So, welcome to Quip Slinger! (laughs) So, in this game one of you will be a superhero and the other will be a supervillain and you'll be facing on. I'm going to provide some context around your face off, so like surroundings and the characters you'll be. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you two to sling quips at each other that are based on that context.
1: Congratulations on your win, Ben.
3: (laughs) So, Shailen, this isn't true because oftentimes I create these games to uh, have you fail and you somehow overcome (laughs) all the time and it's wonderful so you know rise up but so in the first round uh Shailen, you are going to be the hero and then you're going to be the villain and then the next round you will switch roles okay, okay? so i'm going to give you the where the who maybe the what and then you will have six seconds each to come mm-hmm. up with a quip you will have to face each other and i will pick the winner okay
2: shaylin you could not look more perturbed
3: <laughs> was it the comment about me inventing no, these games no, to I think you?
2: it's just sheer anticipation.
4: Yep.
1: Okay.
3: All right. The setting is an old Victorian era mansion during mm-hmm. a storm. Okay. Shaylin, you're the hero in this scenario. You are Bloodhound, the world's <laughs> greatest detective and expert in ninjutsu. And Ben, you are Professor Priardi, conniving ne'er-do-well and nefarious inventor. Okay. So Shaylin, what's your quip?
1: The wind's really howling out there, but you'll never defeat me. Ooh,
3: that's really good. Ben, your retort?
2: This castle's got claws.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shailen. What? You won, the, you won the first round. No, Woo! mine's good. Wind's howling. It's a storm. She's a bloodhound. dog. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: I said this castle's got claws. Like but a cat. you
1: are the cat, not the castle.
2: Well, it's the cat's castle. Cats in the castle with the claws a spoon. Blood <laughs> going to of spoon. Gonna send that dog, dog right to the moon. Sherlock
3: Holmes. All right. We're <laughs> switching roles. Ben, you're the hero in this one. You're going to go first. Mm-hmm. Shailen, you're the villain. So, Ben, you are the wizard, mm-hmm. master and hero of the astral plane. Shailen, you are Deathstro, villain with the ability to convert any living creature to his army, or her army, of the undead. And it's taking place in the New England Aquarium. And you two are fighting over a mystical object called the Helm of Hades.
4: Hmm.
2: You'll never get that helm as I cast you to the depths of the sea, Abracadab
1: bad guy.
4: Ah. Go,
1: my penguins. <laughs> that, that's all I got. Have you guys ever seen the penguins at the aquarium? They're so cute. I,
3: I think, was that a line from Batman Returns? <laughs> I don't think uh, so. No, it was not. Um, I think he said, go my beauties. Uh, Did you, um, can
2: I ask you a question? What? Did you remember what character you were supposed to be there? Nope. <laughs> Didn't come through at all.
1: <laughs> Good, all right. because I only remembered New England Aquarium, and I could control living beings. <laughs> so I sent the penguins, because there's so you, a lot of them. You
3: turn the the penguins into zombie penguins?
1: I turned them into my faithful steeds and minions to so carry you're out. So riding the penguins? They're your mounts? One <laughs> of them. The king. I like
3: this. It's an emperor penguin, yeah. All right. We're flipping back. Shalen, you're the hero. Ben, you're the villain. Mm-hmm. This is taking place on a beach during a storm. Shaylin, you are a matchstick man, a pickpocketing con artist antihero with the power to phase through objects. Shit. And Ben... You are Matchstick Man's former mentor and now nemesis, Paper Moon, who mm-hmm. has the ability to hypnotize weak-minded individuals. And what you're fighting over is a young girl who holds the literal key to eternal life. Shaylin, you're up.
1: You'll never get the key from me. <laughs>
2: Oh, Christ. Let me, How am uh, I going to do better good than luck, that? Good luck, Ben. Witty quips. Witty <laughs> Jesus quips. Christ.
1: I don't do these things quickly, you guys. I'm a planner.
2: Matches don't do well in the rain. I'm going to make this girl into one of those paper fortune teller things, and the key is going to be inside. <laughs>
1: I'm going to reach through that thing and take the key back. No, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs>
2: That doesn't make any sense.
3: I love the back and forth because uh, right now, round four, it's a quiplash. So you two are going to go back and forth as many as you can. In um, oh, the first to go over <laughs> six seconds loses. All right. So here's the scenario for a quiplash. Where? A science lab. Sciencey stuff's all around. There's gamma rays, radioactive bugs, sure. particle machines and sand, adamantium and beakers and shit like that. The hero, Ben, you are Slowdown, the snail themed superhero with the ability to slow down time. And Shaylin, you are Doctor into sexual, a highly attractive and deadly intelligent Doctor of Philosophy
2: in Crime.
1: What does that mean? Philosophy in Crime? Baby, yeah. you
2: can't do science that fast. You gotta take it at a snail's pace.
1: Derry has something to say about that. Huh? <laughs> Keep going,
2: Beth. Derry-da, more like Derry-slow. Jalen,
1: <laughs> The simulacra in this room will show you otherwise.
2: Ooh, You get all kinds of shit in them science speakers, but not any of them are snail trail.
1: The author of your fate is dead. <laughs> Damn it.
2: Uh, this is like playing a video game on an old computer. There's lots of slowdown.
1: I'll respond to that reading of what you just said.
2: (laughs) Hold on, that's the same thing. I call foul.
1: (laughs) Keep going. But I named it.
3: It, it, uh, Pass. Uh, Pass. Shailen wins the round. It is tied 2-2. to Shailen, you were the winner of Quiplash. All right, back to our regular game. This is the last round oh mm-hmm. nope, nope sorry there's two more rounds
2: <laughs> so a tie is very much still in play yes on brand
3: shalen you are the hero this epic showdown takes place on a moon base set on the dark side of the moon during a meteor storm Shaylin, you are nicholas cage man a superhero with the power of Nicolas cage and ben you are Beazelbub, a villain with the power of the film antichrist with willem dafoe makes sense of it I don't know mm-hmm. uh, actually no I'm flipping this around shaylin you are Alice Munro man a superhero with the power <laughs> of Alice yeah. Munro then you're still Beazlebub oh and the scenario here is Beazlebub wants to complete his moon base so he can aim his giant laser at earth and blow it
4: up mm-hmm.
3: Shaylin, you're up
1: you'll never complete your moon base <laughs> because there's too much moon blood on the ground <laughs>
3: It checks out. I've read Alice Munro. It checks out.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to point my laser at the Earth, and chaos reigns. And there's lots of weird sexual things going on, because it's hell on the dark side of this moon. Now let's do a laser show.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Um,
3: oh, I'm so torn here. Shaylin points for moon blood.
1: Oh, thank you. All
3: right, last one.
2: Mm-hmm. Is your favorite actress from Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles, Moon blood Good? Obviously, fair enough.
3: It is mine. So this other epic showdown takes place in a boxing school, mm-hmm. but it's also the father of the character. It's his boxing school. This is a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde type character. So you are playing the same person but different personalities ben you're mm-hmm. the hero gaseous clay and Shaylin, <laughs> you are the villain Muhammad ali it's a uh, jekyll hyde character who is overtly and overly flatulent pugilist mm-hmm. um and you two are settling an old score
2: i'm gonna knock you out with a hydrogen jab and a vibranium oxygen uppercut sucka
3: Plop. <laughs> plop. Um, Shailen
1: wins. Shailen wins. Suck it.
3: It's this is horse shit. Should have gone with the Fardoy's Ben.
1: You should have started with horse shit.
2: It's horse shit. It's, it's all plop. horse shit.
3: It's horse plop. That's it, Chillin, you won 4 to 2. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank You've you. Overcome the odds. I'm excited and, for uh, my trophy. A real John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On.
2: For playing. To the mailbag. What's the deal with airline food? Also, why do they call it horsepower? I don't see any horses. Thanks, Jerry. What is the deal with airline food, guys?
1: They have to fit a lot of it (laughs) Uh into a small space and also turn a profit. And therefore, they can't use salt.
3: Why do they try to get fancy with airline food? Like, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: so this is the problem <laughs> okay
3: yeah for work i've had to fly over to europe a bunch uh, in the past few years oh la duh. da i, I go, go, to go to europe and you, get uh. you get a free meal all the time and it is always garbage it's like chicken with mushrooms it's like just give me like just give me a, like a crappy sandwich i don't need like this weird chicken and fake mushroom thing i don't know what it is it's so gross looking just stop being fancy and just give us something simple it's always scalding hot with no flavor.
1: So when we went to Ireland a really long time ago, oh, look at
2: me, um, in oh, yeah,
1: we were on Aer Lingus. <laughs> and Brexit. Every forty-five <laughs> minutes, they came around and gave us more food. And I was convinced that the idea was that it was more like a floor show. It's weird and that every
2: course was potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Only potatoes
1: which would have been delicious. No, I think that they were just trying to distract us from the fact that we were in a weird metal tube defying nature. So it's more like a choreographed dance than it is about the actual food.
2: Yeah. It's like river dance up there. Michael Flatley Airlines. Just give me the fucking chips or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sometimes I'll buy a sandwich, like, you go on, and it's like, hey, get a pretzel bun fucking turkey sandwich for $26. And I go, yeah, I'm kind of hungry. And you buy it, and it's always, like, soggy, and it's too cold, because it's not frozen, but it's just on that side of unfrozen.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It just sucks. Or, like, it's dehydrated, and so you have to, like, add water to make it expand just a little bit bigger
2: than it actually is. It's like that Star Wars bread. How does that work? Yeah. I don't get it. I do like airline drinking. Ooh, do I like fucking plane drinking? I like it a lot.
1: I will say I had pop chips for the first time on an airplane, and pop chips, popcorners, popcorners.
2: Yeah. don't worry yeah. about the brand;
1: they're delicious. Sure, they're like little flat rice cakes in a tortilla chip shape, and they are very tasty.
2: Mm-hmm. So this is going to make me sound like a rich boy, but I'm not. I, I had a lot of um, airline miles built up from like having to go rich to conferences boy. and stuff for work, and I was in Seattle and I was coming home to Boston and they had, I was, this was on JetBlue and I could upgrade into like their version of first class with points. And like, I've never done it. And I said, oh, cool. Like I'll do it. And the, the drinks were great because they were free and plentiful. But even there, the food was not superb. Mm. Warm cookies though. That was all right.
3: See, that's, that's good. I, I wish airlines would give out like free dessert. Like, you know, the, some still give out the mm-hmm. peanut pretzel thing but most you have to buy it and that kind of sucks but like just give
2: me like a warm tasty treat but we'll never fly again so this yeah. is no longer is a fine. problem yeah. the
3: last the last flight i was on was months ago and i got off the plane and it was it was an awful flight it was t- t- terrifying like yeah. the, the the winds were awful the plane was dipping up and down crazy people were screaming crying <laughs> and i got off the flight and i was like i never want to fly again and look what i did
2: No one's flying anymore. (laughs) No one flies now. Actually, lots of people fly still, which is fucking insane. It's crazy. No thanks.
1: Do you know that the flight attendants who are working the flights, which is like, so that's not a safe job to start with, but right now it's a much less safe job. Their masks that they wear still have to comply with uniform standards. They're not allowed to have like a homemade mask and they can't have certain print and it can't mess their hair up a certain way. No, I I buy it. I feel like that's overly prescriptive for something that could literally save people's lives.
2: You know what they should do? Unionize. That's true. Solve the problem, sheeple. huh? Unionize, I'm watching you. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know what the deal is with horsepower. Why do they call it horsepower? It's It's not really like equivalent to horses, is it?
1: Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. How does one equate that? It's the pulling power of a horse based on how much weight it's carrying. That sounds like I,
2: bullshit science. Oh, man. I
3: love old-timey science. <laughs> yeah. Like There's just this farmer just sitting there watching horses like, yeah, that's about four horses. <laughs>
2: <Yeah."> <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever.
1: It's the same as like the, so the space shuttles had to be brought from the factory where they're manufactured to where they would be launched. Mm-hmm. And so they had to make sure they would fit under the overpasses and the bridges, and the width of the roads. Right? Why Are you, you with know, me? Why do you know so much about this? Are you with me so far?
4: Tentatively. So what is this? Tenuously.
1: Have to do with horses. The width of the road with of a standard A standard American road is two horses per lane. So literally, the space shuttle is based on how wide the average horse in like the 1400s was.
2: But the moon landing was fake. So did it really happen?
1: You believe in the moon?
2: hmm i believe in moon the duncan jones film it's about it though mm. anyway
3: like mooning
2: hmm. thanks jerry appreciate it hit us up email at watchbotspod.com you're welcome <laughs> Bye, let's do a podcast we should watch b movie mm. there's a youtube video it's a genius idea it's the entire b movie but sped up by fifteen percent Anytime someone says B. <laughs> so,
1: so it's seven minutes long. Yeah, it's
2: like it's like a seven minute long because it's oh, just so like every so time someone recu- says B, it gets faster and faster. Yeah, yeah. It gets fifteen percent okay. faster oh, that's every single time. It's good stuff. We'll watch B movie that way. Nice. Next week. Only on WatchBots. So that is Spider Man. There are many different Spider Men that we can get into, but we started with the best Spider Man of them all. So what's the point?
3: I think this month she'll just unofficially become spider-man month spider-month yeah shalen you're picking spider-man next week and then you're gonna pick
2: spider-man the next Mm -hmm. week i'm gonna pick spider-woman because i'm woke as shit and that's all i care about you are getting my points up hit us up hashtags not how woke woke should work Mm -hmm. shalen any final thoughts any propaganda you want to throw out there nope you feel good feel good stoke the coals enough here
1: I just made one passing joke. You stoked there the. There are gold. no
2: there are no jokes, only truths and lies. <laughs> you can follow us on It <laughs> yeah on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, and Jiffy, and um, SoundCloud, and all those places. At WatchBot's Pod, type WatchBot's Pod into Google. Chances are we'll find us somewhere. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and, and all those places for Dave and for Shailen and a cast of thousands. This is Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of WatchBots. And you know what I want to hear to take us out of here? I want to hear what famed big management Ringo Starr would think about laborers uniting together for a, a single purpose. And I also want to hear what famed star of stage and screen Jeff Daniels would say in response. (laughs) And I also want to hear what other famed star of stage and screen Jim Carrey would say as like a third party who's not really connected to either. And I also want to hear from Al Pacino.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How's it feel to want then? Hey guys,
3: uh, you forgot about me. Oh, Mark. Yeah. I got a new show coming out. It's called Wall Street. Uh huh. It's about well, what's me, it about? And my my businesses and how I'm a media mogul. So just mm. ch- so, you know, check it
2: out. How do you treat your workers?
3: Poorly. I treat them just fine. If they want to unionize, I'm cool with that.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. If there's a skippity scab, I'll break their legally legs. That's right, Shailen. You couldn't get away. We're gonna put you in the ground.
4: Somebody
1: stop it.
3: Who was
1: that? <laughs> <You laughs> trying to somebody that's... stop me, but somebody stop it.
3: Stop! Why would you want to stop this? This is this is gold.
2: How long do you think we can keep this up for? I don't know.
3: I could talk like Mac Wahlberg, all day long. Make this podcast four hours, and I'll go. All right. Alrighty then.
2: <laughs> Goodbye.